Welcome to the Cardinal of Truth. I'm Colonel Conrad Reynolds, and welcome to the show. Another exciting episode. Um, I have a special guest. I mean, a wonderful guest from another country. Let me introduce him to you real quick. Like, uh, It's Eduardo Bolsonaro. He's a Brazilian politician, a lawyer, a federal police officer. He's the son of the former president, Bolsonaro, the 38th president of Brazil, uh, who was in office from 2019 to 2022. Mr. Bolsonaro is one of the most popular conservative personalities in Brazil today, being a devoted supporter of family values. We love that. Election security, conservative views, a strong national defense, gun rights, free trade, and against threats posed by communism and socialism. He's been a member of the Chamber of Deputies, which is like our House of Representatives here in the U.S. He's been there since 2015. And in 2018, he was reelected to his second term as a federal deputy, being the most voted for congressman in Brazil's history with 1.8 million votes. Now that is record. In the Chamber of Deputies, he was the chamber of the he was the chairman rather of the International Affairs and National Defense Committee from 2019 to 2021. Then he became a key player in his country's international affairs uh, in a partnership with the Conservative Union, Americans Conservative Union. Since 2019, uh, Mr. Bolsonaro has hosted the largest and most influential gathering of conservatives in the world, CPAC, in Brazil. That's great. He's one of the most notable digital influencers among politicians in Brazil with millions of followers on social media. And in his personal life, he has been married to psychologist and digital influencer Luisa Bolsonaro since 2019. And he is the father of two little ones. Is that right? Did I get it right? Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> well, welcome perfect. to the show, That's sir. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Conrad. Thank you, Will. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. And I'm very glad to talk with uh, the American audience. Well, we appreciate you. Here on the Colonel of Truth, I mean, we seek out the truth and we talk to people that we believe have something to add to our audience. And you certainly do, because in Brazil, y'all have gone through some very tough times recently concerning your elections, correct? Yes, the back of Lula da Silva as president of Brazil, I mean, he was used to be the president of Brazil since 2002 and 2010, and now he got a, he got a elected, you know, that way uh, for a third term, mm -hmm. and he's, he's back again, and this time it's even, it's even worse, because after Bolsonaro's administration, the left wing knows that they have to kill this conservative movement that's raised up in Brazil, led by Jair Bolsonaro, my father. Yes. What they are doing, they are persecuting a lot, as never we saw in our history. And to be honest, I never thought that one day we could reach this kind of persecution in Brazil. I will give only one example to you understand what is going on in Brazil. There is a federal representative. His name is Daniel Silveira. I talk, I, I say his name, to you Google and you see by your own what I'm talking here. This guy, he made a video, he got his cell phone, he made a video, talk bad things, bad words, that's true, for some of the justice of our wonderful Supreme Court. Well, a congressman like me to go to jail in Brazil, we need to be committing a crime this crime not to be a crime, very, very bad crime, because if I can pay to get out from the jail, this crime will never bring me to the jail as I'm a congressman. And in our constitution, we have the article number 53, which says that federal representatives and senators, we are not charged, even charged, civil or criminal process in the courts, doesn't matter what we say. Doesn't matter what our, our opinions, our votes, or whatever that comes out from our mouth. So, again, this congressman, he made a video. He went to the jail, and he was convicted nine years in jail by the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court sent this guy nine years in jail wow. because a movie that he made. Even having all of this uh, immunity, in our in our constitution but things will get even worse because at the time that he got uh he got this uh this condemnation 
by the Supreme Court. My father was president. So President Bolsonaro said, this is unfair. I'm giving to him the pardon, the presidential pardon. All right. right. Uh-huh. So he came out from the jail and he was released until January of this year. In January of 2023, Lula da Silva took office and Jair Bolsonaro logically stepped out from the administration. So the Supreme Court get a new interpretation of the presidential pardon in favor of Daniel Silveira. And they cancel this presidential pardon saying that Jair Bolsonaro gave to him this presidential pardon because they were too close and that's not really true. They were from the same party, okay, but Daniel Silveira is not someone that goes on the house of Jair Bolsonaro all of the time, you know. He's not someone that's together with the president during his vacation. But the Supreme Court justice, they said that Jair Bolsonaro violated the principle of the morality. Mm-hmm. As they were friends, they said, this is not valid anymore, this pardon. So this man is now nine years in jail because he spoke some bad words for the Supreme Court justice in his cell phone and posted on social media. So this is this is the page that we are nowadays. Only to have a sense about 2% of the bad things that are happening nowadays in Brazil. So, so freedom of speech is being squashed there in Brazil, even though the Constitution says you have the right to say what you want with no punishment, but the Supreme Court just overruling the Constitution? Yeah, they say nowadays that uh, you have a lot of uh, progressive justice in the Supreme Court. And they say that uh, you don't have uh, absolute rights in the Constitution. Even in the Constitution, in the Article number 5, saying that you have the free speech, and in the Article 53, saying that senators and federal representatives, even more, because I can offend someone and they'll not be charged in a court. This is what I say the Article number 53. But they say is that, if you are, what you're doing is not connected with your work as a congressman, you can be charged. So it's a, it's, well, it's a complete, they build the narrative and they do whatever they want. That's well, the truth. Well, I have a couple of questions. Uh, number one, in your Supreme Court, how many members do you have? 11. You have 11. And how many voted, do you recall, uh, to, uh, to take the presidential pardon and say that this is not, Appropriate. How many of the how many of them uh, said that uh, that was not? I I get that in the when Daniel Silveira was uh, when they declared him as guilty, only one of these justice of the Supreme Court said that he would never be charged for that, and the other one, the second one, said that uh, he deserved a, pen, a punishment of two years in prison what in fact never let someone go to the prison in Brazil because in Brazil if you are if you your background check is okay and you receive a punishment of uh, up to four years in jail you can change that for alternative punishments okay so these two judges they were appointed by my father all the others all the others said that the Daniel Silveira is convicted and must be must stay ninety years in jail. Yeah, how how long do Supreme Court justices um, uh, do they get elected to office? Number one and number two, are they appointed? You know, apparently, they are appointed. You said your father appointed two, so the rest of them have been appointed yes. at some point. Is that a is that a lifetime appointment, sir? They are they are appointed not for lifetime, but until they complete seventy five years old. After 75 years old, they ha- it's mandatory that they have to retire. And yes, the president appoints them. They go through a sabbatini in the Senate. But historic- historically, the Senate never denied, never rejected anyone appointed by the president. Yeah, so yeah, the Senate normally just goes along with whatever the president wants. And um, so my real question is, so you have nine Supreme Court justices that um, you need to get rid of, it sounds like. So uh, the question is, how do you do that? And how close are they to 75? <laughs> how close are they to the, to the, to the age, we you mean, know? 
we make we make a lot of these accounts. And uh, the bad thing is this year, president, the new president Lula da Silva, he had the opportunity to appoint the one more name for the Supreme Court, and the guy appointed by him it was his his lawyer, the one that he claimed his condemnations because Lula da Silva he was convicted for laundry money and right. corruption. Right. And his lawyer that uh, that cleaned his name in the Supreme Court. Now this guy is in the Supreme Court. But the thing is, the one that he's appointing now, now we are in a process to have a new justice in the Supreme Court. And the new name, his name is Flavio Gino. He's the former governor of uh, the Maranhão State. I can compare with you. Imagine if uh, Nancy Pelosi was appointed for the Supreme Court. This is the scenario that we have in Brazil nowadays. So this guy, he's an open communist. He says that uh, it's much more dangerous conservatives than drug dealers. That's true. Everything is recorded in video and the whole social media. So this guy is the one who is getting appointed for the Supreme Court. Remembering that Lula da Silva and his team was saying that uh, in the beginning of this, of this new term, that they, they were going to pacify the country. They are going to get the country united again. <laughs> and they are appointed this kind of name for the Supreme Court. So it's a joke. Everybody knows a joke. And that's why Jerry Bolsonaro, my father, he's going all around the country and everywhere, absolutely everywhere, even in the left-wing states, he's very well received with a crowd in the street. He can't go to a bakery or to a restaurant that you have at least hundreds and hundreds of people together with him. And people is already cheering on the street to come back again to power. So it's unbelievable. It's very hard to convince someone that Lula da Silva got elected in the last election. Well, you know what? That sounds a lot like uh, the USA. What happened here in 2020? I mean, you know, I mean, if you look at the uh, the crowds that showed up for President Trump, there were you know tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people would show up, and and Biden got very few people. He could very get you know eight or nine people in the room. That was about it. It was crazy, and this very same thing happened here. But good, eight or nine people in the crowd. He's good. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, elections have consequences, as you as you know well know, and that's why it's important that we have a secure elections. We have elections that people can actually believe in, and the problem is is that here in America, a lot of people don't believe in our election process anymore because of the machines and the vulnerabilities and the dangers they pose to a safe, secure election. Um, the next uh, the next segment, we're going to come right back. Um, we're going to come right back. But the next segment, uh, we want to talk about the use of machines in your country, uh, the the companies that, that run them, and the type of oversight that you have there. Because I'm trying to draw a parallel with some of the things that we're doing here in our state, here in Arkansas. And, uh, and I'm really looking forward to your professional opinion. We'll be right back uh, with the kernel of truth. Uh, with our special guest, um, Eduardo Bolsonaro. We'll be right back. Hello, this is Colonel Conrad Reynolds. My friend Mike Lindell is offering huge discounts to the Colonel of Truth listeners. Visit MyPillow.com slash Conrad. Use promo code Conrad, that's C-O-N-R-A-D, for massive discounts on great products like sheets and pillows and slippers and even travel pillows. So visit MyPillow.com slash Conrad Use promo code CONRAD. Your purchase will help support the Colonel of Truth. Welcome back to the Colonel of Truth. I'm Colonel Conrad Reynolds, your host, and we're continuing on with our conversation with uh, Eduardo Bolsonaro. This is an incredible interview. Uh, he's out of Brazil, and we were just talking in the last segment about the machines, the voting machines that are used in Brazil. And I'd like for you to give us some of your thoughts First off, I'd like to know how y'all got them in the first place. And the second is, what are the vulnerabilities that you're seeing? How did they play a part in the elections that you had in 2022? Mm -hmm. uh, this is a very sensitive issue. I have really to take care about my words because this kind of issue can generate uh, a serious problem to me. Okay. Even maybe ending with my, with my term in the Congress, as we are not uh, living in a 
democratically normal times. But anyway, I would take the risk because what's what's worth be a congressman if I cannot even speak what is going on. So since 1996, we started to use this machine. This machine is in the middle of, uh, I don't know exactly what year, but you have some of the Smartmatic company doing these machines. Remembering that Smartmatic was kicked out from Venezuela after a huge scandal of fraud, and it was forced by US government to Smartmatic get out from Venezuela. This is a nice story that you have uh, you have to cover to. Yes, uh, Smartmatic, but, Smartmatics, correct? That's what you said. Smartmatics, yeah, yes. sorry. That's okay, yeah, I'm saying. Brazilian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in, 2000, in 2018, I have to start this story, I mean, from 2018. We had, uh, in November, the elections in Brazil are in October, all right? So after October 2018, when my father got elected president of Brazil, in November, on the month right after, a hacker went to a magazine called the Revista Tech Mundo. It's a world tech magazine, translated to English. He made an interview, a hacker, guaranteeing that uh, he's, uh, he's an animality. So he, he didn't say who he is. And this guy said that he went inside of the system of the electoral court. The electoral court in Brazil is the one who organized the election and the one who judges all of the conflict in our election. So it's the same organism that do everything. So in November, the president of the electoral court, which was a justice of the Supreme Court, her name is Rosa Weber, he asked the federal police to start the investigation because it was a very, uh, it was a big, a big uh, denounce, uh, a big information that we have in this magazine. Okay, so federal police started an investigation. During the investigation, the federal police officer asked for the Supreme Court, hey, uh, the electoral court, hey, electoral court, did you have someone inside of your system? And the electoral court said, yes, we had someone at least from March until November of 2018. So you had a hacker inside of the system during the electoral time. All right? Right. So with this information, the federal police officer asked again, electoral court, I want to know now, I want to have the logs. The logs is, is, uh, is the, how, the is data. The, it's the data. Yeah, the data, mm-hmm. registered data to where this hacker went through. I want to know what he accessed, what he did inside of the system. Right. Do you know what the electoral court answered? We're not going to tell they you. Said, they said, we cannot tell you because the private company that holds this data deleted the data. Can, uh, can you imagine that? Yes, I can. <laughs> I can, I can <laughs> and, see that. We have that here. Yes. <laughs> and the thing is, in 2021, when me, my father, and my friends in the Congress, we were trying to approve what we call the printed vote because we use machines. What we were asking for is to have a printer aside of the machine to print the vote. So if you, in case of suspicious of fraud, you have a way to recount the votes or to do a real, a real to audit the right. election. All right? So at that time, my father made a live streaming saying about this case and saying that the federal, uh, the federal police didn't close the case. They were still investigation, investigating for more than two years this thing. Do you know what? The Supreme Court Justice Alexandre Moraes, who at that time was the president of the electoral court, he said that from now on, this investigation of the federal police is classified. And they start to say that Jair Bolsonaro was uh telling for the public about a classified investigation. So this is a crime. But wait a minute, Jay Bolsonaro was talking about that when it was open. Why? It's it's just it's just unbelievable what happened in Brazil. It's just unbelievable. And we, with President Bolsonaro elected, with me as the most voted ever congressman in the whole history of Brazil, 
We were asking to have more transparency, more transparency in our election. And now that my father lost, they say, oh, Bolsonaro is saying that uh, we had fraud in our election because he's a bad loser. So <laughs> there, is, there is no way to compete with the left wing. And so while you guys conditions. were in office, you were elected and you were saying, we want everyone to trust the outcome of the election. So let's fix this before there was a problem. And nobody listened, but then they called you poor losers just because President Bolsonaro is no longer there. Yes, it's not because no no one listened to us. They listened to us. They knew that we had uh, we had a reason, and they worked against that. This printed this printed vote bill is not something new. It was approved at least three times in the history of Brazil. But all these three times, the Supreme Court says that uh, they they say that it's unconstitutional because it violates the secret of the vote. They say mm -hmm. that if the printer is going to print the vote and they start, they stop to print for some, some reason, you could ask for help of someone else and this someone else could look in who you were voting for. So with this ridiculous reason, they say that it's not possible to apply in Brazil this printed vote. Printed vote is something that we have, for example, in Paraguay. In Paraguay, they have that. Yeah, wow. But uh, in Brazil, mm -hmm. you don't have you don't have that because of this reason. And uh, if I can add something else, sure. After our election, you had a, a live streaming made by an Argentinian guy. His name is his last name is Cerimedo. He made a live Fernando. streaming after the elections. Fernando Cerimedo. That's it. Thank you. Well. This guy, what he did is he got all the public data of the electoral court and start to analyze. First of all, this live streaming is forbidden. He got censored in Brazil. Mm. If I go to YouTube now in Brazil, I cannot see that. You only can see that use a VPN or if you are outside of Brazil. First thing. But the, the, what he did is he made a lot of corporations. He made a lot of things that is clear that is impossible things to happen. For example, you have in the same, here we, we go to a school to vote. So you go to a school, you have three or four machines there and you vote. You present your ID and you vote. Everybody votes on Sunday from 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. You go there and you vote. Can you imagine that you have in three different machines in the, at the same school, 100 votes for Jair Bolsonaro. This is a fantastic, impossible, impossible mm -hmm. thing. I'm not talking that it happened, oh, it happened once. No, it happened a cup, at least a cup of cases like that. And more than that, for example, you go for a neighborhood and then you have Bolsonaro is 70%. On the other, on the next neighborhood, Bolsonaro had 30% of the votes. This is this is says like a, it's like you go to Miami and uh, Trump have I don't know seventy percent of the votes and then on the next neighborhood inside of Miami Biden has ninety percent of the votes. This is impossible. It's like Biden winning in Ohio in Iowa. You know, it's, right, right. It's something that is not going to happen. Right. And Trump winning in California. <laughs> that's this it. This is something that's not going to happen. So this is the size of the fraud that we have in Brazil. And all the questions that we made, the answer was censorship. They fired my party. My party, my party the Liberal Party, we made uh, a parallel audit. By the law, we can do that. We can hire specialists and experts to do a private uh, audit for the party. My party got all of these numbers, went to the electoral court, say, electoral court, take a look at that. Mm -hmm. I think we deserve to open investigation. Do you know what was the answer? What was it? They financed my party <laughs> in 22 million reais, which means about $4.5 million. But do you know why it's 22 million reais? Reais is the Brazilian currency. That was the number for the is the number of my father in the machine. <laughs> when you go to the machine, you want to vote for Bolsonaro, you play 22. And do you know what date my father was uh, convicted 
that be not eligible anymore on the 22. It was the date of his trial in Brazil. Uh. So all the time they, they have even this kind of behavior to say, hey, I don't care about you and I will humiliate you. Your trial is on the 22 of February or March, whatever. Right. And I'm fining your party in $22 million. Million it's like giving the so middle finger. Right, right. Well, I, I've got a lot more questions for you. I want to talk to you specifically about the, the machines, uh, just, just so our audience understands exactly the type of machine that you use there. But we'll be right back with the Colonel of Truth, our special guest, uh, Eduardo Bolsonaro. Thank you so much. We'll be right back. Hello, this is Colonel Conrad Reynolds. My friend Mike Lindell is offering huge discounts to the Colonel of Truth listeners. Visit MyPillow.com slash Conrad. Use promo code Conrad, that's C-O-N-R-A-D, for massive discounts on great products like sheets and pillows and slippers and even travel pillows. So visit MyPillow.com slash Conrad. Use promo code Conrad. Your purchase will help support the Colonel of Truth. Welcome back to the Colonel of Truth. I'm here with my special guest. In fact, he's our first international guest we've actually had on the show. So you, you, you've got a record there, but it's Eduardo Bolsonaro. And he is, uh, that's he's given why, us. That's what I call white privilege. That's right. That's right. And he's given us all this great information about what is going on in Brazil. And it's important for all of us to know what's going on because they use machines there too for their voting system. But what I wanted to know a little bit, if you could just kind of give it our audience, uh, Eduardo, just a little idea of how many states you have. And you said there was a change in the, in the way you do elections now and how that's impacted and also the kind of machines that you actually use there. So uh, could you give us a little insight there? Yes, uh, in the past, even using machines, what, uh, what was what we were using to have here in Brazil is the electoral state courts count the votes and then they inform Brasilia. Brasilia is the capital of Brazil. And then they inform the electoral court in Brasilia. All right. But since the last year's election, they changed the process. And now they state, uh, the state, electoral, the electoral court in the states, they don't count the votes anymore. All the data of our elections go to the central in Brasilia. So what you do in Brazil is on the election day, on Sunday, on the first Sunday of October, you go to a school, you get your ID, you dial the number of your candidates, and then you go home and pray for God to they count properly your vote in the central in Brasilia. So it's, it's so much power that they have. And it's so easier to you fraud elections because you need less, it's less people knowing that are going to happen a fraud. Right. That's uh, there is no way you don't get uh, concerned concerned about that. In the past, Smartmatic, Smartmatic, they helped with the elections, but now the electoral court in Brasilia they develop and they take care about their about uh, the software that they use in the election. So. In the beginning of the of the year, so for example, next year, the beginning of the next year, as we will have the city, the municipal elections, what they are going to do is they will open the possibility for a test for hackers to try to jump into the system, and they give the source code in this opportunity. But no one can guarantee that will be the same source code that they are going to use in the election. And they say that it's very hard to a hacker. They say that first. They say that it's impossible to enter in the system, to a hacker enter in the system, because their system is not connected with the internet. Mm -hmm. Everything is offline. But as we know, in the past, in 2018 elections, the, the electoral court, by their own, declared that a hacker was inside of the electoral court system. So it's a joke when they say that it's impossible to, to do that. And one thing else, if it wasn't good, other countries would copy Brazil. And they don't do that. I mean, I think you have Bhutan and maybe East Timor and one or two countries in Africa that use the same system that we use. Uh -huh. So it's, uh, 
it's a, it's a joke what they tell the people about the, the integrity of our elections. So you're telling me that the elected, some elected officials are actually saying that there's no way it can be hacked because it's not online? It's not possible? Yes. Yeah, well, yes. I, we've heard that yes. same story here as well, over and over again. It seems again. to be coordinated talking points between all the people in charge around the world when it comes to these machines. Yeah. Yes. And the thing and the thing is is if you try to complain, they say that you are anti-democratic. After the elections, we had a bunch of people going to the streets saying, asking, where is my vote? There is a congressman here, the most voted congress of the last election, Nicolas Ferreira. He tweeted, Hey electoral court, here's someone asking where is her vote. It was an Indian girl. An, an Indian girl. Mm -hmm. She went to Brasilia and made a video asking the justice, Alexandre de Moraes, where, where was her vote? And do you know what happened? This elected congressman, he got his social media shut down. And a lot of the new congressmen that got elected in last election, they were threatened with, they were sued in the electoral court and they were concerned that they could not even take office in February of this year as congressmen, as congressmen, because they they were doing anti-democratic acts. So it became something forbidden talking about the electoral process in Brazil. Here they call you an election denier <laughs> if you question yes, any, <laughs> anything about the system, and they just shut you down with censorship or um coming after you with the media or these kind of aspects it's the same it's the same thing with the vaccines yes the same. they learned right. the vaccines they enjoyed the idea and they transferred the idea for the election thing so we call them we call them voter fraud deniers yes yeah, that's what they are they're voter fraud deniers they they refuse to look at any evidence or talk to any experts and we've seen that here over and, and over again um I, I, real quickly i would like for you to talk about the kind of machine that you are using there it's called the dre the direct recording um uh electronics dres we, we used to have those by the way uh eduardo in a lot of states here um but they've gotten rid of most of them except in Louisiana, I think. Um, but basically, that kind of machine, if I'm not mistaken, you go and you vote on it, but you never you, get, you don't get a paper ballot. It's just you vote, and then it, it all stays internal to the machine. And you just have to trust that the machine is counting it properly. Is that right? Is that what you have there? Yes. Is that what we have here? And at least what we would like to have, and we fight it for, is to have the printed vote. So as... As I told you, at least three times in the history of the Congress, we approved the printed vote. And the Supreme Court said this is a non-constitutional issue. So what we did in 2021, what, or better, what we tried to do in 2021, is change the Constitution, which is way harder than change the law, a federal law, but we tried to do that. Why? Because we always had votes enough inside of the Congress to do that. Because to be honest, the issue of the printed vote began not with the conservatives. It began in the past, in the 80s, and then in the 90s with the left-wing congressmen. So this is something that were uh, an issue that united right and left. But in 2021, what we had is when we were when we were in the process, in the, in the legislative process to approve this constitutional alteration, the president of the electoral court at that time, the justice from the Supreme Court, Luis Roberto Barroso, because in our electoral court, you have seven members. Three of them are justice from the Supreme Court. Four, they come from other courts, federal courts and some other courts in Brazil. But three are justice from the Supreme Court. At that time, in 2021, the president, the chair, was Luis Roberto Barroso, a justice from the Supreme Court. And what he did is he went to the Congress, he had a meeting with 11 presidents of political parties. And after this meeting, all of these 11 presidents uh, of political parties, they said that they, will not, they would not approve the printed vote.
So it was a clear interference of the judiciary inside of the legislative. I don't know how, I don't know what were the arguments of the justice Barroso to convince these 11 presidential parties to change their mind. Because only to have one idea, we have 513 federal, federal representatives in the House, as me, and in 2017, when, we're, when it was approved at the, at the last time, the printed vote bill, it got 433 votes. It's like almost unanimity. Unanimous. It's almost yes. all of the federal representative votes for that. Well, it sounds like to me that there are certain people who aren't listening to the people. You know, the people won't. Yeah, a safe and secure election. So we're going to come right back. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back because I want to talk about in the last segment, where do we go from here? What's the future? How are we going to change it and make it better? How are we going to get rid of that? I'll be right back. I'm Colonel Conrad Reynolds with the Colonel of Truth with our special guest, Eduardo Bolsonaro. We'll be right back. Hello, this is Colonel Conrad Reynolds. My friend Mike Lindell is offering huge discounts to the Colonel of Truth listeners. Visit MyPillow.com slash Conrad. Use promo code Conrad, that's C-O-N-R-A-D, for massive discounts on great products like sheets and pillows and slippers and even travel pillows. So visit MyPillow.com slash Conrad. Use promo code Conrad. Your purchase will help support the Colonel of Truth. AVII.org is on a mission to take back America county by county by securing our elections and bringing transparency to the voting process. Hi, this is Colonel Conrad Reynolds, host of the Colonel of Truth and the CEO of AVII. I'm asking all patriots to visit AVII.org and donate to our cause. It's time to stand up and defend our great nation. Paid for by AVI Incorporated. Welcome back to the Colonel of Truth, and I'm Colonel Conrad Reynolds with our guest in our last segment, Eduardo Bolsonaro. Uh, sir, thank you for, like I say, taking your time. We've had a great conversation so far on the things that are going on in Brazil. And really, truly, it's very important for the people of America to understand that what's happening in Brazil could happen in America. I mean, when you've got elections that are being dictated by private companies running machines and they have multiple ways to manipulate if they wanted to, that is a problem. And we need a safe, secure election process. And I know that's what you're fighting for there in Brazil. You and your father have. And, I, you know, and I take my hat off to you. We say that in America. I just take my hat off to, to you guys for, for standing up and trying to do the right thing. Um, and, and, and you're fighting a lot of forces. I know that. My question to you in our last segment here, and we've got a lot of things to talk about. Uh, if you want to bring in Argentina, there's some things there that you may want to discuss. But for the most part, what are y'all doing to try to fix Brazil and its election system? That's a very tough question. Good, good news is the electoral court, the judges of the electoral court, they don't stay there forever. So it's a rotative. And next year, we'll have, uh, in the next two elections, we'll have two of the justices appointed by Jerry Bolsonaro in the electoral court, which will make uh, the electoral court to be much more balanced, much more, uh, looking for the constitution and uh we think that we can change that mainly because the electoral court they have power enough to adopt if they want the printed vote for example and if you go back to the live stream of this argentinian guy fernando serimedo saying about all the, the fraud possibilities that we had in the brazilian election all of the possibilities of the frauds happened in the machines model 2019 before. So the machines that uh, used the model uh, 2006, 2007, 2013, 2015, these are the machines that you can have fraud. From 2019, at least what he saw using the public data of their own electoral court is that from 2019 on, you, ha you have no frauds. At least looks like you didn't have fraud in the 2022 22 election. So it would be very good if the new members of the electoral court would adopt the printed vote for the next elections. And they can, they can do that. 
but they have to wait. They take office. They take the position inside of the electoral court and uh, try to do that. Let, so let, let, let me interrupt we, one thing, just so the audience is clear. You, you're saying a paper ballot. Yeah, a paper ballot. A paper, paper ballot. ballot. That's for, for printed, it's, yeah. Yes, because this is the, there is no way to, to you, I mean, you have a lot of ways to fraud, but it's so easier to fraud millions and millions of votes, dialing, like pressing one, one button. And uh, if you try to do that using paper ballot, it's much harder. Because I think that's even why we have in Argentina a new president, which is the right-wing Javier Belay. He's a libertarian, pro-market guy. He's 100% in favor of the freedom. He's someone that will not censor even the oppositors in the, the opposition in Argentina. And uh, we really expect that he can bring this new and fresh air of democracy in the region. If you have, if you look for Argentina, Uruguay, Paraguay, and Ecuador, all of these countries, they have right-wing administration. If Trump get elected to the United States next year, it will be wonderful because it will bring a lot of pressure to Brazil. Mm -hmm. And as I'm looking and following Chile and Colombia, two of two of uh, two countries with left wing presidents, both are doing very bad. Their approval by the people is very low. It's historically one of the lowest of the history of Chile and Colombia. So we have a great hope that in the role of Latin America, we can go much more to the right. But we need to have integrity in our elections because other way will be like, like the last one. So currently your machines, it's just a push a button and you pray that the outcome is right. But there really is no way of checking to see if your vote was actually counted. You just kind of get a receipt that you did vote, but it doesn't really tell you like anywhere it's marked down. So the machine can just say whatever it wants and you have to trust that it's actually telling yes. the right thing. And that's- I usually hear in Brazil use, use we the people. I remember that uh, everybody that is in the administration, doesn't matter if you are in the electoral court, uh, working with the president or even in the Congress, you have to serve the people and not the opposite. The state, the administration, the government, they cannot ask to the people, oh, please trust me. No, it's the opposite. The elections have to be as easier to understand as to the dumbest elect voter. This is what I say here, but very unfortunately, a lot of the people here in Brazil that are a lot of the authorities that are in the key position, they think that, oh, I'm smarter than the rest of the people. I have here in my mind the perfect society, and I will do that for the best of the people. doesn't matter if they agree or not with me because I am the smartest one. This is crazy. Well, we say that, do you want to be represented or, or to be represented or ruled? And the people you're talking yes. about would rather rule than, being a, than be a representative of the people and what they want, correct? Yes, that's correct, 100%. 100%. This is the definition of the pro, the, the progressist. They think that they are smarter than all the other people, and they don't have to care about people's opinion. And they think that uh, they do not serve the people. Well, it's just, uh, it's crazy. Well, I want to tell you that, you know, I've done a lot of research, and I know you have too, on, on these machines and voting processes, processes. And I will tell you that um, uh, the way these things are designed, it's very, very difficult to be able to catch them in the act of cheating. And when you do, if you catch a machine actually cheating, it's the word of the voter who's in a private little, you know, voting space. And he says, hey, it flipped, the, it flipped my vote. It didn't vote the way that I wanted it to vote. Well, who do they talk to? They talk to one person who th who's there, a poll worker, and they go, okay, we'll vote again. Well, you know, we know that the machines can, can 
change voters' intent. Whereas on a paper ballot, it's impossible. If a person v fills in an oval, we know that their vote is captured about 99% of the time accurately. So we know that that individual who voted. Now, the only difference is there's two things you got to have. One is a way to ensure that that paper ballot cannot be counterfeited. Number one. Number two, that that ballot is controlled and protected until the time that it is actually counted. And when it's counted, you can do it underneath the camera. You can record it. You can record the whole thing. So it's completely visible. So uh, so the way it works here, the way we're trying to get it to work, and just so you know, is that you have, uh, we'll say one state uh, has, I don't know, 300,000 uh, people that could vote. They get 300,000 ballots, right? And then maybe 200,000 people vote. Well, then that person in charge of that election in that state has to account for all 300,000 ballots. 200,000 were used. Those are being counted. But, and then the other 100,000, you count them and you say, okay, we've, we, we actually control all the ballots that could have been used in this election. And that's how you know there's no voter fraud. Nobody's inserting extra ballots because it can't be counterfeited. And they're counted underneath the camera and recorded. That is full transparency. I would love to see that happen in your country. Sure, and this is the point. doesn't matter if you're going to use a paper or if you're going to write your votes on a rock. The thing is, you need to have a public, an openness, calling of this vote. Right. This is the key point. Because the machines, in the end of the day, what they do is they hire, they hide the, the counting from you. And you have to trust in the system. We even maybe can use machines and print the votes and have a public counting of the vote. It would be perfect. I don't. I will not be uh, stressed to use a machine to vote if you have the printed vote and a way to recount the votes. So the public counting is something very sensitive. And one of the differences in the United States and Brazil, when we have our federal elections, we also have many, many, many other elections the same day. So president, governor, senator, representative, we have many things. So for us, it's important to hand mark. But for Brazil, you have one election. So if it printed out a receipt with the one thing, the voter can for sure check that it was accurate. And that's what you're saying you would like. If somebody pressed 22, something prints out that says 22, you put it in a ballot box and it's counted later in front of everybody. Yes, yes, that's right. And the other thing, all the, all the people complaining about the last year's elections, they were complaining, they saying that they voted for Jair Bolsonaro and they had the suspicions that their votes didn't uh, weren't properly counted. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is no one, there is not even one people that I saw saying that, oh, I voted for Lula da Silva, but I think my vote went for Bolsonaro. There is not oh. even one case you know, I did see some reports of districts where people, there were zero votes for Bolsonaro for president. And people said, I know I voted for him in that district, yes. but yes. it's showing zero on the national reporting. So the machine. This is the case. The Sorry, this is yep. the case of the Indian, the video of mm -hmm. the Indian. And you have a bunch of videos on the internet. Was that Amazonas? In Amazonas State? Yes, on the north in Amazon in the states, on the Amazon forest. Mm -hmm. And you have a lot of cases like that because you had some, uh, a couple of hundreds of uh, electoral sessions where you got zero votes for Jay Bolsonaro. Mm -hmm. Even cities that Jay Bolsonaro went during the, his administration. Imagine the president go to a small city. Yeah. Doesn't matter if it was in 2019 and 2020 or 2021. And then you have zero votes for him in 2022 elections. What is the chance of something like that to happen? Yeah, zero. and going going to the city we're in right now, Conway, Arkansas, zero votes for President Trump, zero votes for Biden. It wouldn't happen. Somebody's going to vote for yes. someone in that city. It's 
statistically impossible. But with these machines, there's just no trust. And we need to restore the trust to the people that they can accept the outcome of the elections. I think that's what we all want. It doesn't matter what party you are. I think you feel the same way. Tra transparent elections are absolutely critical to any, any republic or any democracy. You've got to have transparency. People have to believe in the system. Otherwise, they just simply don't vote anymore. <laughs> they don't participate. Yeah, this is a problem. Right. They this don't participate. We have, we have to mobilize the people to go vote. A lot of conservatives are saying that, oh, my vote's... It's not counting. Why am I going to a school on a Sunday? I'm going to the beach on Sunday. That's right. That's, a, that's exactly right. Well, I, I will tell you that uh, you have a beautiful country. Uh, I've been there uh, a couple of times back in the 90s. Of course, that's a long time ago. But, uh, you know, I went to Brasilia, uh, you know, and I, I went on the coast. I had a, a good time. The people there are wonderful. I hope that your country is able to turn this around. I hope you and your father uh, all the best and everything that you're doing. Thank you so much for joining our program and coming on and talking about it. I hope you come back. And, uh, and talk to us again sure. in the future. And uh, thank you so much to our guest, Eduardo Bolsonaro. Thank you, sir. And look, look forward to seeing you uh, in the future. Come on back. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Uh, we just came back from the United States. We made the first uh, mission to the U.S. Congress. We talked with a couple of uh, federal representatives, Chris Meach, Marjorie Taylor Greene, talking about what is going on in Brazil. And we likely will go back in February. Because what Lula da Silva is doing here is just unbelievable, too. And uh, I really ask myself, how can Biden say that Lula da Silva is a very close friend when Lula da Silva is receiving warship from Iran, Nash warships sanctioned by the United States, when Lula da Silva is saying that we have to end with the American dollar standard and start using Chinese currency to do our trades, Wow. And things like that. I really do not understand. But this is a, a matter for other program or maybe together with you during a we'll get, having a we'll, we'll have another conversation. We'll talk about bricks. We'll talk about uh, a lot of things. But uh, we're out of time now. But thank you so much for coming on our show. And I uh, look forward to talking to you in the future. I'm Colonel Conrad Reynolds. This is Colonel you. Truth. And we'll be back next week with another great show. Thank you.